episode 15, The Create Show. In today's episode, this is number two in the trilogy of Learn, Create, Move Forward, where I discuss what create means to me and why it isn't so important to you. You are listening to episode number 15 of Mike Murphy Unplugged, Learn, Create, Move Forward. I am your host, Mike Murphy, a one-man band and technology junkie who loves to help people figure things out, and I am really excited to be here with you today. The goal of Mike Murphy Unplugged is to help you learn what you need to know in order to create online content so you can move forward in business and in life. So let's start the show with a question of the week from Ask Mike Anything. For those of you just tuning into the show for the first time, Ask Mike Anything is your chance to ask me what you want to know more about or where you're struggling in your online business. Just head on over to MikeMurphy.co and leave me a voicemail or shoot me a question and you might be featured on a future episode. Today's Ask Mike Anything comes from my good buddy and faithful listener to the show, Zach Simberg. Take it away, Zach. Hey, Mike. I love the show. Your online content is awesome and very informative. I've got a mortgage company that I'm looking to rebrand and I need a new website. I've looked at some online template-based services as well as talked to a few web designers and I'm really at a loss of which way to go. I wanted to look professional and meet the needs of my clients. Can you advise me? Thanks so much. Well, that's a great question, Zach. The answer is you may have to hire someone to set up your website if you lack the technical skills, but using templates or frameworks today are more than professional and you do not have to have a website coded from scratch in order to have a fully functional and nice looking website today. In fact, I'd probably recommend going with a premium WordPress theme, possibly targeting your industry if necessary. And you can probably start your search over at themeforest.com. It's an Envato site that's excellent. They have a wide variety of templates and themes that are very reasonable for WordPress. And there's a ton of other WordPress foundries out there that you can find some really good stuff. I know there's a ton of real estate and mortgage templates out there built for WordPress that are probably going to handle most everything you need right out of the box. You might need someone to help you kind of customize it for your brand and tweak the settings depending on your comfort level and time, but the templates will be just fine for you. On a designer note and observation, real estate financial websites for some reason think they must include every single link and widget known to man, and I really find most of these sites overwhelming, as I'm sure that your clients or visitors do as well. Just so before going crazy, adding every map and MLS and calculator widgets, ask yourself, what is the purpose of your site? Is it if it's just to introduce yourself and the company and you, you know, you need a home base for people to check you out, I would tell you to go over to squarespace.com. For about 10 bucks a month, you can have a really nice site in under an hour that you're going to definitely stand apart from your competitors who all seem to stop shop for the same templates at the same source. So be different, I say. And good luck, Zach. If I can help you, let me know. Today's episode, it's all about creation, not to be confused with creativity. I wanted this episode to discuss, one, what is content creation? And two, what things do I create? So what is content creation? The definition of content creation, according to Wikipedia, which I'm pretty sure is a mandatory reference site when talking about any serious online topics, content, 
It's something that is expressed through some medium as speech, writing, or any of the various arts for self-expression, distribution, marketing, and or publication. Typical forms of content creation include maintaining and updating websites, blogging, photography, videography, podcasting, the maintenance of social media accounts and editing, and distribution of digital media such as audio, video, or design. Whew, that's a lot of stuff to create. So thank you, Wikipedia. So what does this have to do with you and me? Well, in the past year or two, the term content marketing is the buzzword of all buzzwords. We now live in a world where content is apparently king, and it's flying around the world, flying at us from every which angle. Go to any place with people and observe how many people have their heads glued to their phone or iPad, consuming more than they can handle. We are on call 24-7 today and jump up every time we hear a ding or chirp or any notification that some new piece of content needs us to read it or watch the video ASAP. I heard someone term our current state of current content consumption as infobesity, which I thought was both funny, sad, and true. The world is getting fat with content creation and information. This episode, it's not meant to scare you or discourage you, but more give you the reasons to see value in creating or making things and how it will be the key to driving you forward, which I'm going to discuss in the third part of the trilogy next week when we get to the Move Forward episode. The fact of the matter is, if you're starting a blog or podcast or maybe you're already established, you need to create a lot of things, especially at the beginning stages. But it's not a race or a contest to see who can create the most content. That is a misconception that overwhelms so many people when starting out. I'm a little guilty of this sometimes, I admit, because we live in a world where there's so much content. I say this so many times, but your only focus needs to be on creating content for your audience, or as Seth Godin calls it, your tribe. What does your audience or tribe need for you to create? Don't let infobesity overwhelm or discourage you and make you think that there's too much content already out there. Why should I bother, you might ask. You should bother because your voice is unique and your audience needs you to create content that helps them. A little side thing here. Sean McCabe has a great video that I will link in the show notes that addresses this topic really well called Who Am I to Try? In which he does a really good job explaining why you should not be worried what others are doing if it's what you want to do. In fact, if others are doing it successfully, that can be a good sign. It means there's demand. I have a link in the show notes, and if you're not familiar with Sean, Sean, he is a content machine. (laughs) He puts out really good stuff, so check Sean McCabe out. Think about this. How many restaurants are in your town? What if nobody opened more restaurants because McDonald's was so successful? Or I was going to open a coffee shop, but Starbucks already beat me to the punch. Oh well. Let's move on. Every tutorial or class I take or book I read is content from a creator. This is how we learn today in our internet world. It's what you do with this knowledge that is important. That is creating. It's taking the time and energy and information from consuming or getting fat or in creating or, as I like to think, sharing what you know and have learned with others who would find value in your information or knowledge. To create, in my tagline, has several meanings, but in the most basic terms, it's finding ways to put what I know out there in order to help others. Creating does not have to be making a masterpiece or anything elaborate, although it could be. 
to create is simply go from learning to putting out some piece of content, a piece of you out in the universe that is going to provide value to your intended audience and quite possibly more if it resonates. Okay, what do I create and how? So we already know to create is to bring something into existence. Ideas are great and I have tons of them. We all like to dream and scheme and build the next Facebook in our mind. But to actually create something for the world to consume or enjoy or learn from is hard. And it takes guts to put yourself out there. While this will not be the same for everyone, much of what I create and I plan to create will apply to most one-man bands and creative entrepreneurs who are carving out an online presence. Or if you're just up in your game. It's the mindset of creating that I really want to hammer home. This is where the rubber meets the road, and it, and that is easy to come up with great ideas or just spend an eternity learning and taking classes, which was unknowingly happening to me. Once you get in the creation mode, you go from student to teacher, and this transformation is powerful and motivating, and I hope you take the time to enjoy it and then congratulate yourself for doing what most people never do. While we live in this world where it seems like everybody is on YouTube or everyone is blogging, creating courses, vlogging, whatever, the fact of the matter is it's a small percentage in the grand scheme of things. Once you start creating and putting yourself out there on a consistent basis, people are going to start to view you as an authority or an expert or just someone who gets things done. It's a great feeling. I know you're going to enjoy it too. So what do you need to create? Well, how about a website? You need a place to call home online. It may seem obvious, but this is often the first part of the create stage that people get hung up on because they think they need to learn web design or all about WordPress before launching. Putting up a website is not hard. You may need help, but it can be get done. And once it's launched, you're going to be motivated to start creating. After all, you don't want an empty blog with only the hello post, hello world post on it, do you? Creating a website is often your first step to putting yourself out there. See how this works? Learning everything about word websites and WordPress is safe. Hitting publish and going live moves you forward. Blog posts. Writing, whether you like it or not, and whether you're good at it or not, it is necessary for almost everything you do. <clears throat> Write like you speak and be genuine. I am not writing enough on my blog currently, but I am writing this podcast and writing a ton. Writing is the ultimate creation tool. Get used to it. Done is better than perfect. And be yourself, always. Your audience demands it. Videos. I took down all of my old tutorials on my old YouTube channel, and I'm making all new ones with brand, new, with, with brand and direction. Making videos is hard and time-consuming, but necessary today. I don't particularly love being in front of the camera. So, you know, if, if you don't either, you can start with screencasting, which is how I make most of my tutorials. As you get more comfortable and better at video and editing, you want to spruce things up and add some new dimension, you know, then you can start getting in the camera a little bit more. Classes. Creating classes is the ultimate in teaching and it is also a good revenue generator. I started by creating classes and it was a little nerve-wracking because I really didn't know how I would do. I created my first class for Skillshare and hitting publish was awesome to me. I was proud. I knew the material in my class was, was good because I taught Photoshop and I knew Photoshop inside and out. But I also knew that the video and the package, you know, the whole thing was a little subpar for what I actually wanted to create. 
this is how I started adapting, though, my mantra of done is better than perfect, because if I if I was still, you know, if I wanted perfection on this class, I'd still be working on it today. So get it good enough and then hit publish podcast. When I figured out what was missing in my journey and what I really wanted to do is podcasting, I got excited and also, oh man, can I pull this off? You know, I had the, I had a little bit of the, you know, uncertainty. I wasn't scared of the technical, which I know many of you might be, or you might be confused by all the moving parts. For me, deciding to podcast was something I immediately felt right about, but I knew that it, I knew I really had to create something that was 100% me, and that's a little daunting. It's also a major commitment. Once I decided to move forward with launching a podcast, I picked a random date that turned out to be just over one month, which is really not a lot of time. I'd recommend maybe more like six weeks. But, I mean, that was going from basically ground zero to launching a podcast. And I'm going to tell you that if I didn't set a deadline, I would have delayed. I would have eventually started, but I may have spent more time making the artwork or learning more about the RSS feed or whatever. Learning is my comfort food, and creating episode one gave me that push forward, and I was thankful I set that imaginary deadline. Is I'm goal-oriented, so I I know that if I, if I say I'm going to do something, I stick to the commitment. So I recommend setting the deadline if you're really trying to get stuff out the door. Everything so far I've talked about, website, blog, videos, classes, podcasts, they're the big-ticket items. Then there's the everything else that falls that fills in the gaps. Artwork and photos for your brand and blog and pretty much everything. Lead magnets to get people to sign up for your email list, such as my unplugged guide and my microphone guide. Then there's your email newsletter, which is a great way to communicate with your audience. Tutorials, behind the scenes videos. The list goes on. Remember, you're going to make things that are great and some things are not going to be so great. You're not striving for perfection. You are striving to create things that are going to benefit your listeners, your readers, or your followers. And when you first get started, your stuff is not going to be that great. I mean, it might be okay, but it's not going to be perfect. Go Remember, go back to my first video when I, or I recommended the Ira Glass video, The Gap, on Vimeo. Just go back to that if you need a reminder of what all creators go through when they first start out. Even the best of the best make mediocre stuff when they start. Once you start moving forward with your online business, blog, and podcast, the creation process never stops. This is not to say you should stop learning, but once you start creating, the learning should become much more intentional and focused. For example, you might want to record Skype interviews for your podcast, but you're just not sure how. Go watch some tutorials, ask on social media, you know, do your legwork, then put that into action and you're going to be amazed. You're going to start being very efficient with your learning to creation ratio process. The takeaway I hope you get from this episode is there comes a time when you need to get off the bus and graduate. You probably know more than you give yourself credit for and there are probably a lot of people who would benefit from what you know. The only way you're going to know this is really to start creating things and sharing with others. You need to have one mindset when you're ready to launch your website, your blog, your podcast, or start making videos, or sharing your artwork, or your designs, or your writing. You need to know why are you doing this, and what are you doing this for, and who are you trying to reach, who are you trying to serve or teach, or maybe who are you trying to entertain. 
Place all your focus on creating with intention or with purpose, and you're going to be light years ahead of most people. You might not have any idea who your target audience is when you start creating, and that's perfectly normal and okay. If that's the case, just start sharing things that you're interested in or the things that people tend to ask you about. I'm the guy people ask for technical help when their iPhone is doing weird things. They can't figure out how to resize a photo or they need an re online resource to, to do something. I love the feeling of helping someone who is frustrated by technology and showing them a way to fix their problems. Teaching and solving problems makes me feel good, and this is what I share online. The successful online people did not start with a giant email list. They grew it over time by sharing their expertise and listening to what people needed help with and then providing content that fixed their issues. It's common sense, really. You are good at something. People have issues with that your knowledge or service can fix. You provide them with content that indeed helps them, and they stay loyal to you and bring you more problems that they know you can help them with. As long as you're willing to share what you know in the form of content creation in some form or many types of media, you're going to build an audience and they're going to spread the word and market for you. The process starts with you learning and then when you start applying your knowledge to create awesome content, otherwise known as value. In the next episode, we discuss what it looks like to move forward in business and in life. Until then, I thank you for joining me today. I do appreciate every one of you who take the time out of your day to listen to this podcast. If you want some more help finding your voice or learning the tools of the trade, please join my band. All you got to do is head on over to MikeMurphy.co and sign up for the Unplugged newsletter. If you like the podcast, if you want to help me reach some more listeners, by all means, go into iTunes and leave a ratings and review. For those of you who have already done so, you know how much I appreciate it. And be sure... Make it easier on yourself. Subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast app, such as the native iOS podcast app or my new favorite, Overcast, so you never miss a future episode. I thank you for joining me today. I hope you join my one-man band, and together we can learn, create, and move forward. Cheers. Cheers.